Hud one, hud two, it's time to go. We come through on fourth and inches and we'll stop until we scope. Had the game ahead, locked and put it in the figure four. We ain't worried about a hater, baby, we just build and grow. The Joe and Joey show, football, b-ball fights, pick a topic like Khabib on his run. Yeah, they tried but couldn't stop us. Watch it, yeah, we rockin' hot as Puerto Rico, we the wave. Go on and place your bets, check the over-under, we the fade. Yeah. There's no debate, we the greatest, but we debating your favorites greater Raise the points of discussion, then we push it Feeling like Michael Jordan with the Bulls Feeling like I'm about to raise KG with the Timber Bulls I'm getting pulled in all kinds of directions To the game, yeah, you know that that's the best one So just watch or just listen to the guys Tune in to the show, Joe and Joey on the ride All right, podcast episode 34. We have a bunch of topics for you guys today. Uh, just going over the topics we have for today, Joe, we have Ravens versus Chiefs, AFC Championship. We have NFC Championship, 49ers versus Lions. We have DraftKings picks that we are going to give you guys. We've been killing it in DraftKings lately, right? Yes, sir. And then we have a bunch of stories coming out from the NFL, too. So we have this AI-generated pornographic images of Taylor Swift circulating on X. We could talk about that. We could also talk about... The NFL referee controversy that's going on, which favors the Chiefs, which is very strange, isn't it? Yeah, they want they want the Swifties in the Super Bowl. So we could talk about either the AI, Taylor Swift first. We could talk about the NFL referee controversy that's apparently favoring the Chiefs, which is people are losing their minds. We could talk some AFC championship, uh, NFC championship first. What do you think? Should we talk about the referee first, the referee controversy? Yeah, we can start there. All right, so let's get into it. So it's on the screen right here. So NFL referee decision opens up league, opens league up to Taylor Swift controversy. So get this, right? Sean Smith is set to be an official for the AFC Championship game. The odds appear to be in favor of the Chiefs and Swifties, and the Swifties beating the Ravens to advance to the Super Bowl. From a business standpoint, that outcome is likely music to the NFL's ears, right? The assignment was given to Smith, who has a tendency to favor the team on the road. Very interesting. It has been pointed out that the NFL is opening itself up to Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. So check this out, right? It says, the home team's win rate drops from 55.9% to 40.8%, And the home team goes from covering the spread 50% of the time to 37% of the time with Sean Smith as the referee. The the referee analysis for Sharp's website also noticed that the NFL could have chosen from eight different referees from this game. It's interesting that the NFL picked Sean Smith to referee this game, isn't it? Yeah, I, I get it, you know, from a business standpoint, like the article's saying, um... I hope it's not true, um, but you know we're gonna find out real soon what what the NFL's intentions are. And honestly, if it is, if this does become true, and it sways to Kansas City, you know, getting BS calls the whole game, we might have to question even watching the NFL anymore. Honestly, yeah, this is so crazy because we got the NFL conspiracy theory going on with the logos, right? It's purple and red, and the last three or the last two Super Bowls, right, have been or the last two Super Bowl color logos have turned out to be the Super Bowl, the teams that made the Super Bowl, right? So we had, uh, what was it? We had the Rams and the Bengals, right? We had the yellow and orange Super Bowl logo. 
Then we had the green and red Super Bowl logo with the Eagles and Chiefs. And now it's red and purple this year. So everybody from that conspiracy theory is thinking that it's going to be Ravens and 49ers in the Super Bowl, right? Yep. But now this comes up. The whole Sean Smith controversy. I mean, this is crazy. This guy, Sean Smith, the home team's win rate drops from 55.9% to 40.8%. And then that team goes from covering the spread from 50.1% to 37% of the time. That's insane. The NFL, I mean, they just broke a viewership record last week with Taylor Swift at the Buffalo Bills game. And then all of a sudden, they're picking this ref for the Ravens game. I mean, it's clear as day that the NFL wants Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it it would be a ratings banana. Yeah, and I think, you know, the NFL has come out and said, I don't remember if it was this year or last year, but they've basically come out and said that they're an entertaining business, kind of like WWE. Um, that kind of rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way as far as, you know, the integrity of the game. Um, I'm not going to go as far to say as the NFL is, you know, predetermined that they know who's going to win the game. Um before before the game's even played, but I think the referees do have full control over outcomes of games, especially when spreads need to be covered, overs and unders, and just flat out the outcome of the game. So I'm uh, gonna straight this is just straight bullshit, bro. If I was the Ravens, I'd be protesting this right away. This is horseshit. They had eight different referees to choose from and then they picked the guy that favors the away team all the time. This is complete nonsense, bro. If I was the Ravens, I'd be I'd be furious, dude. There's no way. Like, it, it's just so obvious from what the NFL wants and who they want in the Super Bowl. Right. Is this guy like a superior referee to the other guys? I don't think so. I mean, nope. they're all NFL referees. They all suck. They all make bad calls. And then it's just, it's, it's crazy. And then look, the article goes on to read, right? It says, the game last week that Taylor Swift showed up at the Bills, right, when it was Chiefs in Buffalo, brought a record-breaking viewership of 27 million, right? That's crazy, dude. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. It's insane, dude, because it's unfortunate because a lot of people think the NFL's already rigged, so you have this garbage going in there with Sean Smith. Uh, I I don't know, man. You can't say you're surprised, though, right? Like, ever since Taylor Swift kind of jumped on the scene of the of the NFL, it's like, you know, it, it's it's not surprising. The NFL wants to to milk Taylor Swift as long as they possibly can um, with Travis Kelsey, you know, being around. But I, I think, um, you know, they, they understand, like, Taylor Swift, I believe, was the most searched name or person on Google last year, or maybe it was this year. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do, I don't want to say do whatever it takes, but they're going to make sure they put every possible, you know, thing in place for the Chiefs and Taylor Swift to to get to the Super Bowl because that's just, it's a business. You know, they want to make as much money as they possibly can and, you know, they'll, they'll basically do whatever it takes. Yeah, I, I hear you on that, man. I'm not going to lie, though. I, I thought the Ravens were the clear-cut team to go to the Super Bowl. But as soon as I saw this, I changed my pick to the Chiefs because the NFL is going to do everything in their power in this game to get Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, it's just obvious, dude. And I I don't I'm I'm like speechless, dude, that they would like try to rig a game like this so bad. It's 
it's crazy. So I just for that, if you're if you're two elite teams and then a couple of calls are gonna separate you going to the Super Bowl, I mean this is I mean, this is just crazy. Like, and, and it's not even like it's a little percentage difference with this guy out there. It's it's a whole 15%. Yeah. That's insane, dude. That, that I'm that's that's I don't know. I don't even know how this is allowed to happen. Yeah, I mean, I I I guess the NFL's view or I guess defense on this would be is that But this is tampering though, right? Wouldn't you agree? This is tampering. It it seems like it. But you know they the, the NFL's there. There's never going to be like a clear cut way to pr- actually prove it. You know those statistics are probably accurate and show show exactly what's going on. But the NFL can always say, "Oh, it, it's just a coincidence," or you know you can't you can't prove that this guy is is against the the home team. So they, you know they they're going to be protected. They're they're not going to get any backlash from it if it's cl- like I said earlier. If it's clear as day, if they're just you know, blatantly miscalling the game time after time for for the Chiefs, then we we may have to stop watching the NFL, which is crazy. I hope I hope that's not what it comes to. But so, which conspiracy do you think is going to come true—the Super Bowl logo or the referee? Mm, I'm going to go with the Super Bowl logo. Hope that that's what I want to come true. I, obviously, it it's like fifty. It's literally fifty. But 50. not what you want. What you think is going to happen. Because what you want is different from what you think is going to happen. Big difference. I think I think it's going to be the conspiracy theory of um, the Super Bowl logo. I don't think the NFL is ready to um, jeopardize the integrity of the game for Taylor Swift. You know, they've been milking her all year. Um, they know if, if it's clear as day, obvious that they're rigging the game for the Chiefs. You don't think that scumbag Roger Goodell would rig the game? <laughs> I think he would, but he, <laughs> he, I think he would, I hope at least, he's at least smart enough to know that they would lose so many fans, lifelong NFL fans like us, um, if they if they rig the game. So, I, I'm, but, but the problem is you're never going to be able to prove that. Like we have yeah. the statistics here. Unless it's like blatantly obvious, and you know the NFLs are slimy, the the refs are slime bags. They're, so yeah, they're slick. They, they, I don't know, man. It it was like that game we watched earlier this year with the the Dolphins at Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. It was literally twelve calls to zero. Yep. And and the guys were getting face masked down the field, pushed to the ground, and they call nothing, bro. So. I expect some some kind of foolery like that to go on in this game. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It is in Baltimore, so I think you know that game was in Philly for the Dolphins, and the ref ended up being from Philly or yep. close to Philly. But Baltimore fans are are crazy too, man. They're not going to let any BS slide. So I think the refs better better be a little careful. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but let's just let's dive into let's transition to the game, right? Yeah. So Chiefs are going to Baltimore. Patrick Mahomes has a great record um, on the road and as an underdog. He's like 10 and 1 or 9 and 2 or something as an underdog. I mean, he's he's incredible as an underdog. The line opened up three and a half in favor of the Ravens, and more money is coming in on, coming in on Baltimore now. They're mm-hmm. at four. 
to me, this line, it's, it's very fishy. It's, it's almost like Vegas is like dying for you to take the Chiefs, right? It's like, it's like a sucker, sucker line almost. So, um, how would you bet this game? I know you're a big Lamar fan, but if you're going objectively with everything we just talked about with the refs, with the conspiracy, um, where would you lay your money in this game? How do you see this game playing out? Man, I it it can go a lot of different ways. I'm a big believer in not betting before the game. I need I'm a live better. I have to bet live. There's no way it everything matters to me. Like I know these are the two best teams, but I want to see who wins the coin toss. I want to see if the Chiefs get the ball first. If they get the ball first, um and they they go down and score a touchdown, then I might I might go from there. I might take Chiefs money line or I'll take Ravens to spread because they'll probably automatically be um, even money or close to it. I, honest, I honestly think that betting betting on games before um, before the kickoff is is dangerous because you never know what can happen. Like a quarterback or you know Lamar could get hurt on the second play of the game, and then you've you've bet. All, you know, all your money on the Ravens and, and it's done for. So, yeah, but throw that to the side. Like say every, all else, all else is equal, right? Just nobody gets hurt. How do you see the game going? I'm going to say, honestly, I think it comes down to the very end, which is why the whole referee thing is very significant. These are the two best teams. Um, if it's at four now, I would probably take the chiefs plus four to cover the number um, I think the Ravens are going to win with, you know, I think they just have the, the better all around team. Harbaugh's a special teams guy. They got the best kicker ever. Tucker. I see Tucker making big kicks in this game. I see the defense holding Mahomes and Kelsey, you know, kind of containing them a little bit. And then Lamar doing just enough to, to squeeze out a win by like a field goal. So I got Ravens money line, um, chiefs covering. Yeah, uh, this game is so tough. If you told me the Sean Smith character wasn't in this game, I'd probably pick Baltimore, but I'm on the Chiefs now, man. Mahomes, like we talked about, 10-1 and as an underdog. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, to get Mahomes as an underdog, you never see that. That's like getting Tom Brady as an underdog, bro. That's like, right. that's like you're hammering that, right? And, I mean... Like last week. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes... You could argue he's the greatest quarterback of all time. If not, he's the second greatest quarterback of all time already. Yep. You can already argue that. So, And he's proven it time and time again. His playoff record is incredible, bro. The only people that have beaten this guy in the playoffs is Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. Nobody else has ever beaten Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Yep. So uh, th- this game is is it's tough. It's going to be one in the trenches too because the Ravens are a power team. They like to run the ball. The Chiefs have a really good defense this year. I mean, that's what carried them all this year while their offense has struggled. But the last two games, the Chiefs have come alive, right? They they blew out the Dolphins, which, you know, we're Dolphin fans. It's not really saying much because we suck down the stretch and we're trash. But, you know, they got their legs in that game. They just beat a hot Buffalo team this one, like eight in a row, right? Hot Buffalo team with a hot quarterback. At at Buffalo, that that's a hard place to win in Orchard Park. Absolutely, that that's 
I mean, in, I a, in a freezing even, cold like that, that's that's one of the hardest places to win a football game. I can't even remember. I it doesn't even come to mind who's won a a playoff game there before besides the Chiefs. Yeah, on the and, road. and and a couple years ago, Lamar Jackson they had a playoff game in Buffalo and he got blown out. Yep. So I mean that that's very hard to do, and Mahomes has done it. So this guy, this and a lot of people are. I think the Ravens are being a little overhyped coming into this game because they, they beat a bad Miami team, uh, a fraud Miami Dolphins team, the frauds. The 49ers win was very good. I'll give them that. But then they just beat a Texans team with a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach in the playoffs. So that team still is, they're not seasoned. They need a couple of years, especially in the playoffs. Um, This is a different animal, right? I mean, the Texans were were they tied or or were they uh, winning going into halftime last week? I think it was tied. So it was tied, right? This is a much more difficult game that that they're going to play this week. Better coach, better quarterback, better better everything. Yep. Better defense. So I, I think there's good value on the Chiefs this week, and you know the Ravens' run defense isn't like a top five unit. Like a lot of people think, if you you know you look at um the stats, they're top fifteen, top thirteen to fifteen. So I think they can establish the run game with Pacheco, take a little bit of pressure off Mahomes, and then I think Kelsey's gonna have a good game because as good as Roquan Smith is, as good as the safeties are, Travis Kelsey's still the mismatch. Yep. And Rachi Rice is coming into his own too, so. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs in this game for all those reasons I said. You're gonna have the be- you have the best quarterback of all time, best tight end of all time, top five coach of all time, and you got the refs on your side, bro. I mean, it's uh, it's it's hard for me to bet against all that that's stacked against Baltimore. Absolutely. Um, I I'm just thinking like like everything. I agree with everything you said. I'm I'm thinking of game script. I think the matchup to me is Baltimore's offensive line versus Kansas City's defensive line. I think Baltimore is going to be able to run the ball in Kansas City. Um, you know, Kansas City's D-line is a little, I mean, they're not little, but they're they're undersized compared to Baltimore's massive offensive line. Chris Jones, you know, they, they kind of line him up everywhere on the edge, you know, nose tackle. But I think, I'm I'm expecting Baltimore to come out and establish the run here, especially with Lamar. You can establish the run with Lamar, with Gus Bus, with Justice Hill, Dalvin Cook, whoever. But I think you can get yourself in trouble with Kansas City the way their secondary has, you know, performed this year. I think mm-hmm. honestly, the secondary and the linebackers to me is Kansas City's strength. I think Baltimore's advantage of this in this game is man on man in the trenches. Um, <clears throat> one of the best, probably the best running offensive line, run blocking offensive line in the NFL. Um, so I, I want to see that. I want to see Baltimore and Harbaugh kind of come out like how his brother did Michigan, um, Jim Harbaugh in the national championship and just beat the crap out of the, the opposing team's defensive line. So if they if they do that, if if the refs call it a fair game, which I'm hoping they do, I think Baltimore is going to be able to do it. Um, I'm just thinking about Kansas City and their run game. I'm a little concerned for them. Um, 
I know they have a great run blocking offensive line, especially in the interior. Um, two Pro Bowl guys, and then Trey Smith's a, a mauler. But I don't know. I just feel like Baltimore is a little more stout on the defensive line, and then they have the linebackers. Like, I feel like you're underestimating the Chiefs, bro. You're underestimating them because they've been to the AFC Championship five years in a row with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's that's like legendary Tom Brady stuff right there. And and Pat and Lamar Jackson is still, to me, he's still unproven in the playoffs. His record is 500 or below 500. And like I said, they played a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach last week. To me, to me, that win has no. There, there's not a lot of value in that win. I can't I can't really say like, oh my God, the Ravens are here because they beat a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach. Like Yep. So I don't I I don't know, man. It's gonna be a tough game. I I just I don't like all the foolery that's going on, like the fuck shit that's going on with the refs and Taylor Swift and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I mean, from a gambling standpoint, I think this is one of those games where you just enjoy it as a fan. Don't put any money on it. Just enjoy the game. Um, hopefully the refs don't ruin it for you. But, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying the Chiefs don't have a chance. I just don't like what I've seen from the Chiefs this year. And I know we haven't seen that recently with, you know, Tony and the drops. and Yeah, you know, but they get they got hot at the right time. They're on... They're on, you know, two-game playoff winning streak, and the offense looks good, and they're scoring points. So Yeah, I just think they, they're running into a buzzsaw in Baltimore. I mean, I've never seen anybody go into San Francisco and blow out the 49ers the way the, the Ravens did. Um, they're built the right way. They, if there's anybody that can go toe-to-toe with Mahomes right now, it's this Baltimore team. Maybe that win was a little fraudulent, though. The 49ers win. Look, the Packers had it. They blew it last week. Yeah, they had that game one. The the Packers lost that game. The Niners didn't win that game. The Packers lost that game. Yeah, last I, week. I think the Packers they that nobody's going to play the 49ers better than the Packers or the Rams because they the you know Lafleur he comes from the Shanahan tree. He coached with Shanahan. He knows all their plays. They run the same offense that the 49ers do. Um, and like we were saying earlier when we were talking about it, Packers got an ugly game. It was raining in San Francisco. Um, so I, I think that one was a little closer than everybody thought, but I, I don't expect San Francisco to, um, play like that again. I think they're an amazing team. Um, so I, I think that was an impressive win for Baltimore. And I, I just think Baltimore has been the best team all year, man. Kansas city, you know, lost their first game to the lions. They dropped the game to Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders. I know it it happens, but. I just, th- I just feel like it's this Ravens team's time. And, you know, Burrow's beating Mahomes. And, you know, I-, I think it can happen again, especially the Chiefs are on the road. You know, it's hard for, you know, the Chiefs. They just won in Buffalo, and now they're going to go into Baltimore and win again. I- it's it's hard. So I-, I just think Baltimore has the edge, barely. Yeah, it- it's happened before. I mean, you got you got the Giants, you got the Packers. I mean... And, and it's not like this team is unproven. They're, they're a proven team. They're, I mean, when you have the best tight end, best quarterback of all time, and then you have a top five head coach of all time, you can beat anybody. Yeah. On any day. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Absolutely. 
I mean, Harbaugh, he's a he's a Super Bowl coach too, and you know the the Ravens have been the best team all year. So I mean, if, as long as they don't come out and get down big early, like if they get down fourteen zero, as long as they're close and they can keep running the ball and and play the way that the Ravens play, then I have no doubt in my mind that they can win this game. I mean, I'm I'm not guaranteed they're a lock or anything, but if they can do do what they do, they they have a chance, dude. And and then. I'm going to get into this article about Taylor Swift right now and the AI that's going on with her. And this is another reason why I think the NFL is trying to get the Chiefs in the Super Bowl because of like what happened here, right? So this article is from the New York Post. It reads, Disgusting AI-generated pornographic images of Taylor Swift circulate on X. Couldn't believe my eyes, says Taylor Swift. So the article reads, fake pornographic images of Taylor Swift generated using artificial intelligence are circulating on social media, leaving her loyal legion of Swifties wondering how there's not more regulation around the nonsensical creation of X-rated images. The images in question, known as deep fakes, show Swift in various sexualized positions at a Kansas City Chiefs game. A nod to her highly publicized romance with Titan Travis Kelsey. It wasn't immediately clear who created the images or first shared them to X. Though, as of Thursday morning, Taylor Swift AI was gener- was trending on the platform with more than 58,000 posts on the topic. Swifties came together and tried to bury the images by blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, you got this whole sexual assault thing and now Taylor Swift is threatening to sue. Um, so this is another reason this whole article, why I think the chiefs want her in the Super Bowl, right? Because, you know, they're trying to scrub it, you know, maybe there's a little something going on under the table and maybe like pay her off. I, I don't know, man, this whole thing is weird because it's football related, right? So the NFL, you know, they want to, you know, try and squash this, um, as fast as possible. And then Taylor Swift's threatening to sue. What if it was like an NFL you know, employee fan or employee yeah. that did this. I mean, who knows, bro, honestly. So, yeah, I think AI is, um, it's obviously inevitable. Um, I think the whole concept that people don't understand with AI is it's only a matter of time until it starts doing this stuff on its own. Bro, I hate AI, bro. I need to get rid of this right now. It's like, it's like, so I'll give you another example of AI. So, like the thermostat, your AC for your house, they they created these nests. It's called a nest, like a Google Nest thermostat. And basically what it does is it learns how you, your patterns and your times that you set your AC. And then eventually you don't even have to touch the thermostat anymore. It'll just do it for you. Nah, screw that. So, so basically what AI is, for people that don't really understand, is it's... It's learning what our our human patterns, what we do, and then they copy it. So obviously it's still in the early stages. So some, somebody did, I believe somebody did create this, you know, these AI images. But pretty soon the AI is going to learn how to do it on its own. And it's just going to be complete chaos as far as 
Photoshop, video shop, audio shop. But this is like dangerous. This is we're in dangerous, uncharted territory, right? Like we're 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 stepping into a new age of this digital crazy like nonsense, bro, cuz and and with the music too, bro. Like we were talking about last week with Andrea with the the Drake AI, it's like you don't know if that's Drake's voice or not, if Drake's really singing that. Yep. And, and you know, I had an example where AI, they, they got my voice and they called my grandma and asked my grandmother for, for money as my voice. Wow. That's crazy. And, and you know, my grandma, how's she going to know? She's like 80 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then, you know, luckily she called me and said, oh, Joey, is this you? Is it, was this really you? Are you Okay. So, I mean, this AI thing's getting out of control, and I, I think we need to nip this in the bud right now because, I mean, you're you're not even going to know what's real, right? Because they're going to, they're, eventually it's going to get so good where videos are going to come out, voiceovers are going to come out, pictures are going to come out, and how are you ever going to be able to distinguish it once it gets, like, super elite? Yeah, it's already in process. You know, I like I said, I still believe it's humans, you know, configuring the ai to to do this stuff but eventually and hopefully it's nowhere near our lifetime as selfish as that sounds but eventually the ai is going to take over and it's going to be humans versus machines like the movies um it's it's just it is what it is i don't think honestly i don't think there's any way to um nip this in the bud i think it's just going to get worse and worse over time and who knows who 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 did these Photoshop images? It's probably somebody on the other side of the world, way across, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles away or tens of thousands of miles away. And they, you know, they just wanted to be funny and and screw with the NFL and screw with the Chiefs. So I don't think the NFL they they don't have to to apologize because they didn't do it. It's not like somebody in the NFL even knows how to do this crap. Like the, these people doing edits and, and videos and media for the NFL, they don't know how to configure AI photos like that. That's like a whole different level of knowledge. So I, I don't think they have to, to apologize or try to propel the chiefs into the Super Bowl. But I think for business reasons, um, you know, viewership and, partnerships in the future regarding taylor swift and 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 her her business i think they are gonna do the best best job they can to try and get the chiefs there but ai is yeah it's 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 coming it's here and we just have to you know put a lot of resources and and time into figuring out how to control it crazy let's move on lions at 49ers nfc championship game Opened up six and a half in favor of San Francisco is now at seven and a half. Um, Debo Samuel still questionable to play, but it's looking like he's trending towards playing. He's playing. Um, in my opinion, that really didn't make a difference. I think the 49ers would win anyway. So I think the 49ers are going to win this game in a blowout. And I hate to say that, but I think the Lions um, magic train stops here. Think so? Yeah. What do you think? I'm, yeah. If I had to, if I was a betting man, I would go 49ers. Um, I think we're in for a great matchup. Um, Nick Bosa versus Panay Sewell. That's going to be an elite matchup. 
Then you got Chase Young on the other side going against uh, Decker. Um, hopefully Ragno, the center, plays for, for the Lions. Um, you know, him going against Kinlaw and, and those guys. The Lions have the the muscle and the beef up front to stay in this game and keep Jared Goff upright. But it's – and honestly, they have the coach to motivate him to do that as well. But to me, this game, it's, it's all on Jared Goff. If he can throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns, four touchdowns in this game, they have a chance of winning. Um, and, and for Purdy, he doesn't have to do that. Purdy's, you know, he, he can, uh, but they can be a little more conservative, run the ball with McCaffrey 30 times, um, get Kittle involved, Ayuk. but I, it's, it's a tall task for Detroit. Um, I think they have a chance, but I think it, the way, you know, everybody's thinking Detroit can do it because San Francisco looked bad last week, somewhat bad. Um, I don't think they come out and have a poor performance like that this week. Uh, I think they get the job done and, and get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't see how the Lions win this game. They struggled in their last two games, barely won, and were at home, and now they're going outside where Jared Goff is not the best quarterback, to be honest, and they're playing a juggernaut, man. And, and you know, Purdy struggled last week because it was raining, but the weather looks good this week. I mean, you know, he was wearing gloves. You know, one possession he had a glove. The next possession he didn't have a glove. So he was he was overthinking it, and he didn't play that well. And they still won against a hot Packers team. And, you know, the weather looks good in this game, and all the weapons are going to be there. So I, I, I just I don't see how the Lions can win this game, in my opinion. Yeah, it's tough sledding, you know. Yeah, maybe like another year. Or two if they get more pieces on defense. But I I just think the 49ers are going to steamroll in this game. And I think that McCaffrey is going to have a big game. I mean, the Detroit defense, they give up a lot of points. I mean, Baker Mayfield, um, you know, he had like 300 yards last week. A yep. couple touchdowns. I mean, that, that's kind of unacceptable, bro. Like, to be honest, if you're a team trying to go to the Super Bowl and Baker Mayfield's thrown like that, I mean... And let's be honest, the Detroit Lions have overachieved. I mean... Oh, yeah, for sure. They could have lost the first game. They could have lost to the Rams. They could have lost the Buccaneers game. And now they're playing a team that's twice as good as both those teams. And they're on the road this time. Vegas knows. I mean, the Lions at at seven and a half. They know. They know know what's up. They know what time it is. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't... I would probably take that, you know, if I was gambling on these games. But... um. Like Detroit, we we knew they were going to be a, at least at minimum a wild card team and make the playoffs this year. I don't think we really expected them to to win twelve games in the regular season. Um, some people probably didn't even think they'd win the division. Maybe the Packers or or the Vikings if Cousins was healthy. But they're going to have to play a perfect football game. The Lions, yeah, to win this game, they're going to have a perfect football game. I don't, yeah, and I don't think they have the pieces to do that. Like you said on the defensive side, I think St. Brown can get off, and if they if they hit you know Jameson Williams deep and Josh Reynolds and all these guys Laporta get going, maybe Jameer Gibbs can can break a, a run off or a screen pass or something. But it's tough sledding, man. Those linebackers, you know Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, that's that's as good as it gets. Them in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So um, to me, the Lions are like the odd team out. Like the other three teams remaining, 
are on a different level, especially defensively when it comes to like linebackers and, and trench play. But it's a great story, man. They're they're ahead of schedule on their rebuild and you know, who who knows? Maybe the Lions get to the Super Bowl in about a year or two, but I don't see it happening. I'm looking at the week. props right now for the Lions. I do like St. Brown at over seven and a half catches this week. I think there's, you know, a lot of value on that play because they're, they're going to be down in this game. They're going to be coming throwing. from behind, and yep. Jared Goff's going to be throwing the ball a lot. So I like the over seven and a half uh, receptions for Amon Ross St. Brown. I think that's a good bet. Um, what other bets we got here? Jamison Williams over 29 and a half rush slash receiving yards. Both. Would you take the over or under on that? I'd take the over on that. Even though he hasn't hit that in uh, 10 weeks? Yep. I think they, they're going to have to go to him. I think he has elite speed. Um, he was a first-round pick for a reason. They don't even use him, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, they haven't had to use him. I, I think, honestly, they've been saving him for this game. He's he's a difference maker. He's a guy that, that nobody can really run with. He has that kind of speed. So, How about Jared Goff? Over one and a half rushing yard. Over or under? I mean, the guy doesn't run. He's like a statue back there. One, what, one and a half yards? He has to get two yards rushing. Would you <laughs> take the over on that? I wouldn't even touch that. Yeah, I'd take the over. I think he can run for two yards, three yards. <laughs> That's crazy. McCaffrey, over 19 and a half carries or under? He's going over. He's sure. going over? Yeah. I do. I will say this. I do think this game will be close going into halftime. I think it'll be damn near tied. But I think in the second half, the 49ers will pull away. Yeah. What about McCaffrey over 126 and a half rush and receiving yards? That's a lot, bro. 126? Yep. Mm, I go over. I think he's going to be the the focal point. You know of the this unders game. hit way more than the overs, right? Yep. And you're an overs guy. Yeah, Detroit's defense is 86 and a half rushing yards. 86 and a half? I'll take the under. I think he's going to have a lot of receiving. A lot of receiving yards. Yeah. Jared Goff. Uh, pass attempts, 35 and a half. Over or under? Over. They're going to be playing from behind. I don't know, man. That's a lot of passing attempts, bro. 35 and a half? This is a running team, too, because Gibbs and uh, Montgomery they like to run the ball. I don't think they're going to be able to run very much, though, on the Niners. Jameer Gibbs, 49 and a half uh, rushing yards over under. I'd probably go under. Under. On yeah, I'd go under. Montgomery, 43 and a half rushing yards. Under. He's still the, he gets more carries than Gibbs. Rush and receiving Montgomery, 52 and a half. Going under or over? Under. I think Gibbs has a better game. Okay. Let me check the props of this. The Chiefs and Ravens game. Gus Edwards over 50 and a half rush and receiving yards. <laughs> There's no way, bro. I go under. Let me see what else we got here. Over under seven and a half carries uh, Justice Hill. 
carries? I'd probably go under, bro. Seven and a half? Because this is like a four-horse backfield, bro. And you got Edwards, Justice Hill, now Dalvin Cook, and don't they have Melvin Gordon, too? Like, Yeah, I would go under. He ain't getting carries like that, bro. Like, To me, yeah, he's... He's been playing really well, though, Justice Hill, but... Yeah, I, I can't under. do it, bro. There's no way. Lamar Jackson over or under one and a half passing touchdowns? Mm, go over. That's tough, man. That That's a tough number. I What's the over-under in this game? So it's 44 and a half. I think it might go under, bro. I think that game is going to be like 21... 17 21 20 like something like that i don't i, think I don't think one, it's going to be a high scoring game dude i think this one might shoot out these defenses are too good bro especially in a in a afc championship game like this bro like i think they're gonna be a little conservative palms are sweaty bro in this game yeah yeah i think so bro nelson Aguilar over under 15 and a half receiving yards I'm going under. I can't go over on that, bro. He gets like one catch a game, bro. Like I could see him getting like a little 20-yard catch, you know, Lamar scrambling, buying time, and hitting him for like a little 20-yard. I'll go over on Aguilar. Zay Flowers over under five and a half receptions. I think that's the pick of the day. I'm going under on that, bro. I go over for Flowers. <laughs> You're over on everything. Yep. I, I can't do it, bro. I this is a running offense, bro. It's not a... Mm, not this year. They've been throwing it. Valdez Scantling over under 14 and a half receiving yards. Woof. He gets over. like one or two catches yeah, a game too. He, he's going to get a, a 20, 20 yard bomb in there. I can't do it, bro. I'm going under. He doesn't... Some games he has like no catches, no yards. I yep. can't do it. The play I do like is Rashi Rice over six and a half catches, seven catches. I would I would do it. I'd slam that. That's a lot of catches. Mahomes seven. number one receiver. Mahomes only throws to hit the number one receiver in the tight end. He doesn't throw to anybody else. The other guys might get like one, one or, or two, two targets, and yeah. that's it. That's true. Rashi Rice has been getting 10, 11, 9, 8, 7, 12, 14 targets, bro. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So I, I like Rachi Rice. He's a he's a good receiver. I would I would go over on that. Cause the Chiefs, I mean, they'd probably be down in this game. So I think Rashi Rice can have a better game than Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. I man, I seven is a lot. I could see him going under. I think the the Ravens are gonna be able to get pressure on the edge, on both edges. So I think Mahomes might be a little off off his game. But you know, we'll see. You know, Andy Reid does like to do a lot of screen passes and bubble screens and stuff like that. So, all right, let's do some DraftKings picks. All right, let's do some DraftKings, okay? All right. All right. Uh, quarterbacks Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Jared Goff. When I look at the Sims, the Sims love Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson, the two favorites. Yep. Um, the better play is Lamar Jackson, but he's obviously more expensive, so it's going to be hard for you to fit that in a lineup that you like. Um, but ownership-wise, we got Purdy. He's the highest-owned guy, playing the worst defense. 
Uh, makes sense. Um, where are you going to go at quarterback this week? I, to me, it's either Brock Purdy or Lamar Jackson. That's where I'm going this week. Yeah, absolutely. I I think Purdy is the best play from a value standpoint. Um, he Honestly, he may even be the top scoring quarterback this week because Lamar's going against a good defense and Purdy's not. So I think Purdy has every every opportunity to succeed this week. He's going to have all his weapons, and he's going against a weak secondary. So give me Brock Purdy. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to run a, a couple lineups this week. I'll probably run like three or four. Been hot lately. I've won uh, 250 and then 500 the last two weeks on DraftKings, so I've been pretty hot. Um, usually my, my quarterback's picks the last couple weeks have been spot on. Pick Baker Mayfield last week. He He was the quarterback pick last week. You got him cheap, and then he was throwing. He threw like two or three touchdowns. So that's what you're getting in Brock Purdy. You're getting value, but uh, Lamar Jackson had a big game last week. He had he had over like 40 fantasy points. If he gets two rushing touchdowns this week, he's probably going to be the guy. So I'll probably run some Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson. And the good thing with Lamar Jackson is you could just run him solo. You don't even have to pair him with anybody. If he gets two rushing touchdowns, it's a game over. Yep. Uh, let's go to running back though. Play of the week running back is Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's not even close. 60% owned, 60% chance to hit the optimal lineup, 28% chance to boom. The next guy is not even at like 5%. I mean, so McCaffrey is slam dunk. He's been the best fantasy guy in football this year. Not even close. Um, So the question is, who is the running back you're going to pair with Christian McCaffrey? Um, for me, I, I, for me, I like Pacheco and Justice Hill. Yep. Everybody, and and that'll probably mean that Gus Edwards gets like three goal line rushing touchdowns this week that I, you know, the week that I picked Justice Hill, probably be the Gus bus show where, well, they'll get him on like the one yard line and just slam it in like three times, you know? So, but the best leverage on the week is justice hill so i i I like that play i mean he he's probably gonna get 10 touches max in the game so he's gonna have to get like 50 yards and a touchdown to hit optimal so uh what do you think yeah i I, i'm gonna go a little contrarian i'm gonna go with the gus bus um i think baltimore is gonna methodically move the ball down the field and get some goal line work you know on the you know, or inside the five. Um, I like I like Baltimore because they they do like to to you know play smash mouth football with with a big running back like Gus Bus. No, yep. so I don't think a lot of people are. I think everybody's going to be on Justice Hill. Um, Let's that, check the ownership. Let's check that out. Yeah, so we got McCaffrey, Pacheco, Gibbs, Justice Hill. So he's right in the middle. Man, Montgomery is so low, man, in the ownership. He's only Montgomery is only seventeen percent owned, and there's only like five running backs you can pick. That's crazy. I might throw some David Montgomery in there too because he might get some, you know, goal line work. And Aaron Jones looked pretty good last week too, running the ball against the Forty Nine ers. So yeah, you know why can't Montgomery? I mean, he still gets more groundwork than Jameer Gibbs. So why can't you know why can't he maybe? break one off you never know i'm 
I might throw in some Montgomery with that low ownership on a on a two game slate like that. You have to get different somewhere. You can't play all the ownership guys. So I I, I like Montgomery as like a sneaky play. Yeah, that's not bad. I would I would probably go the other way. I'd probably go with Gibbs. Um, I think he's more similar to Aaron Jones as far as play style and but, speed. But the only reason I would take Montgomery over Gibbs is the ownership percentage. I mean, Gibbs is the third highest owned running back and Montgomery is the second lowest owned running back. Yeah. And if he's getting the same touches as Jameer Gibbs, and never know. Honestly, I, I think this is a receiver, uh, you know, a receiver at the flex or a tight end at the flex. I think you only run two running backs um, this week. I'd go with McCaffrey and... Yeah, I don't like running three running backs. Yeah. And these none of these guys are really pass catchers, so... Yeah, exactly. I, I would get a little different. i go... Roll the dice and go with Gus Bus on the goal line. And I think you, you, no matter what, you have to pick McCaffrey. You can't not pick McCaffrey this week. I, there's no way. Yeah, and I think Pacheco is questionable. I don't know what's wrong with he's him. He's going to play. He was questionable last week with the same injury he's going to play. Yeah. So, I mean, Pacheco does have that, that's, that home run ability, that speed factor, but... But the amount of touches they're giving Pacheco is insane, dude. Like, yeah. if you just look at it, so... He's getting, like... 20 plus touches the last like three, four weeks in a row. Yeah. That's going to be the chalk, man. McCaffrey and Pacheco. They're the highest two guys. So. Honestly, yeah. And on a two game slate, I think you have to get contrarian at running back and you're going to have to have a really cheap guy in there, like a, you know, somebody that nobody's going to pick, like a Aguilar or a mm-hmm. McCole Hardman or somebody that, that's like, what the hell? To me, to me, it's McCaffrey and then you either pair McCaffrey or McCaffrey with Justice Hill, Montgomery, or Gus Bus. I mean, that that's what I see yep. at running back. Because you, Gibbs and Pacheco are a little bit higher price, and you can get some savings with Montgomery and Justice Hill and Gus Bus. So yep. that's what I like at running back. So let's move on to wide receiver. All right, wide receiver. The um, most optimal guy this week is Brandon Ayuk. Followed by Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jameson Williams, Josh Reynolds, Rachi Rice, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, and followed by McCole Hardman. Um, I really like Ayuk this week, and I love me some Rashi Rice this week. I think Rashad Bateman is a good pick as well for value. The Optimal seems to really like him a lot. Um, if you want to get contrarian... The best play on the slate is Jamison Williams. He's right now, he's the best leverage play. So no one's on him. And he's third in the optimal lineup. So I, I really love me some Jamison Williams this week. Ayuk's the best play on the slate. And Rashi Rice. Those are my favorite plays this week. Yeah. I like I like Ayuk, um, Rashi Rice as well. You know, I'm on Raw, St. Brown, the 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 obvious guys. The ball you have to get one of these Baltimore receivers right. I like Bateman the best, dude. Honestly, I think it's Bateman or Flowers this yeah. week. And Odell is like way at the bottom with Debo as far as like boom percentage. They're giving Odell a zero percent chance to boom. Yeah, I mean, and he's going to be like eight percent owned. Um, six percent in the optimal has got negative leverage, so. 
And he's really low. His ceiling is really low. It's going to be hard for because Odell plays outside and the Kansas City Chiefs have good corners outside, which is why, um, you know, the number one guy is going to be on Odell. Zay Flowers is a slot guy, so... But this is still Odell. Like, I know he's not... He's not the same the guy. The Giants he, Odell. He's not the same guy at all. He's still Odell. He still has one of the, you know, the best... almost Probably the best hands in the NFL or close to it. I would take Zay. If I'm picking a Ravers guy, Ravens guy, I would take Zay or Bateman. That's that's interesting to me. I mean, they're, they, they're giving him a 0% chance. I, I'd probably go... I like Zay. I always like Zay because he's a slot guy. He's tough. You know, he gets a lot of... Uh, targets catches but um Debo is is way at the bottom too I guess they're he'll probably be like a decoy dude honestly uh Debo I don't know if they're gonna use him that much yeah that's those are two big name guys though that's interesting to see him at the bottom um I don't I don't like any of this garbage in between like Miko Hartman or Justin Watson but you got to pick three at least three receivers so St. Brown the, is the, a lock. The top two, uh, the top guy for me is Ayuk this week. Um, the Lions, they're they're horrible against number one receivers. Look at Puka Nakua, almost broke a playoff record. Look at Mike Evans. I mean, they they suck against number one. They're horrible. So Ayuk is uh, the play. He's the best play on the slate for me. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown it, is a really good play. But the other two receivers are up there with him, Williams and Reynolds, yep. which is why I think you can get off some on St. Brown and play like Jamison Williams. And then you could play like a Rashi Rice and get a little bit different. I really like that. Yeah, Ayuk, Rashi Rice, and Jamison Williams. I think I'm going to like start a lot of my lineups with that with core build. Yeah, yeah for sure. I like that. I like that too. And Jameson Williams, you know, a lot of people forget this guy is a first round talent. Like he has elite speed. Yep. So, and I know they haven't used him all year, but what's a better time to to break him out in a you know an NFC Championship game? So, yeah, we'll see. That I mean, the projections obviously think he, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I really like um, Jameson Williams a lot. Um. And then Bateman. Bateman's a good leverage play this week, too. I, li- I like Bateman a lot, too, for some reason. I don't know why. It kind of scares me. But as far as ownership goes, let me see where we can get a little bit different. At receiver? Yeah, ownership-wise. I mean, as far as the top guys, Zay is the least owned. So you can get a little bit different there if you're playing some Lamar Jackson lineups. Put some Zay Flowers in there. I think you're off to the races. Yep. All right, let's go to tight end. All right, Kittle's the top guy, followed by Kelsey, Laporta, Andrews, Likely. I mean, I I love all the 49ers guys this week. They're playing the weakest defense. Exactly. So it's hard not to like the, the Niners guys. I really like Kittle, and I think the sneaky tight end play this week, it... it I, it's it's hard for me. I I like Andrews because Lamar Jackson loves the tight end. I just don't know how much they're going to use Andrews. Right. But he's medically he's fully cleared to play, so that tells me that, um, you know, Mark Andrews has a great. I think he could have a great game, honestly. So I like him as a sneaky play that nobody's really on. Mark Andrews. 
Yeah, it's so difficult, man. I would even go as far as trying to get some film on Mark Andrews practicing to see exactly how he's moving around. But like you said, if he's if he's medically cleared to play, they're they're not gonna just throw him back out there. So Laporte is a really good play too, bro. Yeah, I'm looking second, at Laporte. Second too. in the optimal best leverage on the on the on the slate. So you get different positive leverage, second optimal. Not a bad boom percentage either. And, you know, gotten 11 targets, nine targets the last two weeks. So Jared Goff loves him some Sam Laporta. Yeah, and Dan Campbell's a tight end. You know, he's going to feature the tight end. You're going to have to get one, the Lions. The Lions guys are the most important to me in this fantasy. Yep. Because they're going to be down. They're going to be chucking that rock all over the field. So one of these Lions guys, maybe even two, or three are going to are going to be in the optimal lineup. Two is fine. Three, I'm not going on three unless it's like Gibbs, Laporta, and Williams. What about a? Well, the best two guys on the Lions to hit is Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown. Brown. Yep. But like we saw last week, Amon Ross St. Brown had eight catches for like 77 yards. That's not going to hit the optimal lineup when he's that high priced right because if you know guys in that range like score for example like zay scores or um iuk scores and then you know williams or reynolds takes a touchdown away it's he's not going to hit the optimal lineup at that high price and amon ra's a slot guy He, he doesn't you know he's not really an end zone guy yep so you can get different um, with Laporta, he's a, they love Laporta in the red zone, so I re- I really like that play also. Um, yeah, I think Laporta might be my favorite Lions play. If I think all my Purdy lineups, most of them are going to have Kittle in them, but um, you know, if I play some Lamar Jackson, maybe I'll throw a Golf lineup in there. I'm going to put Laporta in at tight end for sure. I honestly don't hate Golf. I think there's a small chance that he is the optimal quarterback. Yep. What about defense? Let's transition to defense. Ravens, um, let's see, optimal lineup. Ravens, Chiefs, Lions, and then 49ers. I got the 49ers at last right now to hit the optimal lineup. That's insane to me. I I would pick them first. They're the highest price, too. Yeah, but I don't know. They for some reason they don't they don't really like them to hit the optimal, they, but that's probably why, because they're the highest priced. Yeah. So you can get different. I, I think the defense is, it's clearly um, the Ravens or the Chiefs, in my opinion. I think those are the best two. The Lions are sneaky defense, but I, I still think it's it's Ravens or Chiefs, in my opinion. What do you think? Mm, the quarterback, the two quarterbacks I can see throwing picks the most recently is is Goff and Purdy. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not taking the Lions defense um against the 49ers. Um I'd probably go 49ers, man. I I think the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, the Ravens have Lamar Jackson. That I think that has the potential to shoot out and not many turnovers, not many stops. Um so give me the 49ers. I think they can get pressure on Jared Goff with their with their front four. And and they have the the best, you know, top two linebacking core in the NFL. So 
Um, I I just like the 49ers. I don't think defense is is super important this with you know with the the last four teams. So you kind of have to get the defense right though. Yeah, because there's only four, you know, and if one booms, it's over. Yeah, I just think, I just think you know the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going into Baltimore, but they have Patrick Mahomes. Can he turn the ball over? Yes. They have a decent offensive line. To me, the Ravens have a great offensive line. I don't think the Chiefs, honestly, I don't think the Chiefs are going to get pressure. Maybe Chris Jones gets gets a, you know, a, f- a few pressures up the middle and maybe a sack or two up the middle. But I just feel like the 49ers are going to get the most pressure on Jared Goff. All right, but uh, let's give our... Let's give our final predictions, okay? So, AFC Championship, I got the Chiefs pulling it out. NFC Championship, I got the Niners. And unfortunately, we're going to get a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl, which is the one Super Bowl that I don't want, but it's coming. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go the Ravens and the 49ers. I think it's going to be the logo, the logo Super Bowl for the third year in a row. I don't know how much... Um, conspiracy or how much this factors in but i think you know these are the two best teams i think that's maybe why they the logo looks how it is for the super bowl but i think lamar finally gets it done he's locked in you know he promised baltimore super bowl i'm I'm gonna go with him i think they just have an all-around better team and have been the most consistent team all year and I think, like like I said earlier, I think the Lions are about a year or two away, a couple defensive players away from being able to to make that leap to the Super Bowl. It's just too much of a tall task to go into San Fran and, and get the dub. Yep. All right, guys, that'll do it for us. Um, let's watch some good football this weekend, and we will see you on the next episode. Take care, guys. But I hate it, baby. We just build and grow. The Joe and Joey show. Football, b-ball fights. Pick a topic like a beeb on his front. Yeah, they tried but couldn't stop us. Watch us, yeah, we rockin'. Hot as Puerto Rico. We the wave. Go on and place your bets. Check the over under. We the phase. Yeah. It's no debate. We the greatest, but we debating your favorites. Greater raising points of discussion. Then we crush it. Feeling like Michael Jordan with the Bulls. Feeling like I'm about to raise KG with the Timber Bulls. I'm getting pulled in all kinds of directions. To the game, yeah, you know that that's the best one. So just watch or just listen to the guys. Tune in to the show. Joe and Joey on the ride. Just watch or just listen to the guys Tune in to the show Joe and Joey on the ride